Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today. It's the weekend edition of the show. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia here with you. Hopefully you guys are having a nice weekend and certainly enjoying hopefully good weather wherever you are. And as we're waiting for uh, Major League Baseball to potentially give us some good news and of course NHL sort of scratching the surface on some good news potentially. We're just kind of waiting for news on that. We get the good news from the NBA, Joe. It apparently looks like you know, again, barring anything happening in this country again, which is certainly is possible. But it looks like the NBA is going to be back on July 31st. And there are a lot of different options, which I like the fact that it seems like they're doing some social testing to see what we would want. But I know that the important thing for the NBA is to get paid on those TV contracts. So they got to finish out a little bit of the regular season. But there's also a possibility, Joe, that we could just have one big playoff starting oh. at the end of July. Give me the tournament. You know how much I love a tournament, Craig. I am such a mark for a tournament. But uh, this is great news because at least we have a date. July 31st. That's something. It's something we can all look at and say, okay, good. Now, what does that do to next year's season? I have no idea. I can't even get that far to speculate. Let's take one thing at a time. Because I know that's the first thing a lot of people are thinking. Well, geez, if you're not starting until the 31st, then the playoffs are going to go until September. And how the blah, blah, blah. Just... Just stop. It's just don't worry about it. Take one thing at a time, one moment at a time. And yes, there are a couple of different proposals out there right now. One is to finish the regular season as per normal. Uh, another would be uh, a little expanded playoff format where people would actually teams would play in to the playoffs, which would be really fun. It would kind of make those teams at nine and ten outside the playoffs like relevant for two weeks or what have you. And that could that could be fun and exciting. I'm game for that. And of course, then there's just the shortened one where you take the playoff teams, you put them in there. So I really don't care which one they end up on. Something tells me they're going to end up with everyone gets everybody paid the most, which will probably be the full boat. So. That I would be so. my uh, that would be my assessment. My but best I would say this. I would say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, my concern for this would be and again, a lot of it's preliminary, but it does right. feel like the NBA has a pretty good plan in place. And the Orlando thing, all this sort of makes sense. Yes, I would lean toward the playoff happening over anything else and and i think they'll have to work out the finances because i gotta tell you joe i know players want to get paid you, i mean as an nba player who has no shot of making the playoffs and them asking to basically play a few games at the end of the season i, I don't know that all the nba guys are going to do that so i, I, I know don't that, disagree with you yeah so i'm not sure i mean in theory it sounds great and maybe they can collective bargain the money from the playoffs and the TV money to pay, you know, the players on the teams that essentially don't make it. But you'd be hard pressed to convince me that the worst team in the NBA. And I mean, I guess, I mean, the Warriors, if I'm not mistaken, Brett, they have no shot of the playoffs, right? Like virtually no shot. Okay. So we can use them as an example. Um, essentially what they would do is like Steph Curry being healthy or one or Draymond Green being, would he want to play? I mean, for eight games, Joe, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think so, but I would think that this will all get worked out. I agree. The good news is we'll have it. The bad news is is July 31st. Oh man, seriously. Well, but I mean, I guess I guess here's the thing. It's I guess we feel as though it's going to take another month for everything to uh, ramp up to a point of safety in these facilities. 
See, I think that I think part of what we're trying to understand is the facilities and what's going to have to happen and putting all those things in place. And I think that takes time. And then, of course, getting everybody if, ramped does, up again right, physically. But if, I'm sorry to cut you off, but if it does, okay. then what is baseball trying to do? Uh, <laughs> How are they going to come back on July 4th? Let's say everything is not. agreed to financially. They're I not. Mean, NBA, I think NBA just, I think, look, maybe I'm reading too much into this. But I think, as we're recording this, I mean, things could change. Obviously, this runs all weekend, so. Yeah, you don't want to lose terrible. If I put my, well, I want to speculate a little. Leave leave a window open, Joe. I'm going to leave the window open just in case. I'm going to speculate a little bit. If I have to take my foot out of my mouth, it wouldn't be the first time. It's no big deal. I would say this. The NBA putting out this target return date of July 31st, I think, is a huge salvo out there where Major League Baseball fans should have a pretty good idea that either one or two things are happening. Baseball is not coming back before then because the NBA is way ahead of them in terms of preparation. Also, the NBA has far less players to deal with than Major League Baseball, so it's not even much better. easier for the NBA. Much easier for the NBA. Indoor environment, the whole thing, everything's much more controlled. That's it. But there's a I think you're getting to a point now with baseball that it would be shocking to see them agree to something come back before the NBA after all of this. Especially if the NBA is basically telling you, hey, we need kind of two months to kind of get this plan in place from all the moving parts. I think this is, I don't want to say a death knell for the MLB season, but I don't think it's a positive step. I'll put it that. Am I overreacting? Because I kind of think. That I, I, I don't know that one thing has to do with the other, but they're the not gonna NHL play baseball also said August too. So I, I'm just, it, my question is, is but what all is. Those, all those leagues were in playoffs already. Or practically, you know what I mean? Like they were basically. Well, the other part too to play the other side of it is that the NBA and the NHL need less games than baseball does. That's okay. I guess that's 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 the positive way. It's I don't know, man. Like I'm trying to stay positive, bruh. (laughs) Trying to keep it real at the same time. I think it'll get worked out. It's just I'm trying to understand if if what you're saying. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but if we are to believe that it's because of health protocols. How is baseball able to get four weeks ahead of the NBA and the NHL's health, health protocols? I don't know. Maybe they have an answer. We're going to find that out soon. I don't know. But if you would have asked me before yesterday, uh, give me throw a dart and give me your prospective start date for the NBA, I would have said, well, baseball's thinking of the 2nd or 4th of July, so maybe right then or maybe right after then or maybe two weeks after then. I would not have guessed it would be August. <laughs> but uh, but again, they only have uh, potentially playoff games to play, and they would be done in September. They'd be done. They'd be done in two months. So I su- I suppose anything is possible. Listen, it's very foolish to flat out speculate on this stuff, but it's all we got here on this show. Well, I'll tell you this much: the ratings for the NBA playoffs in August are going to be off the chart. I don't think they're going to see ratings like this that they've seen ever potentially because Maybe. you have the yeah. vacuum of potentially yeah, no hard baseball. To argue that. You have you have kids off from school, um, and you have this open summer where a lot of people kind of have to stay around and home. And I think between the wagering aspect that's really crept into sports in a major way in the last few years and really exploded, we coupled that with again where families are allowed to go, can't go. I think the NBA has a unique opportunity there, and they kind of smell blood in the water for it. And I think it's good for them to go after it because you playing uh, August playoff basketball 
in the vacuum of sports before football really starts to ramp up. And and I don't know if football is going to be delayed oh, at all. They'll be playing during football for sure. I mean, right. Well, they will be. But I'm saying specifically August, they have a fantastic opportunity here to kind of capture the American consciousness here with these playoffs. And I think it's going to be a very special thing. I'm going to be watching. And I'm somebody who would not watch the NBA playoffs typically just random games. I'd probably be watching a lot of it. And not just for being here with you on the show, but I think just because – Number one, there's nothing else on. Number two, I'd like to watch basketball again. <laughs> like, I would like to get back into it and trying. And this is a great opportunity because August is the easiest time to do that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be interesting. I, although I will say because of hurricane season, if they do play in Orlando, um, you know, I mean, I hate to throw cold water over anything. But you know, to be honest with you, that is my biggest concern at this point. So it's before. legitimate. I never thought about it, but it's it's legit, man. No, I, I honestly, I, I could go through this for another year, but you're telling me that in a few months I may have to pick up and leave again because of hurricane season? Like, man, I just do not want to deal with that. But I guess I'll worry about that later this summer. Maybe we'll be spared by Mother Nature. She'll realize what we've had to go through this year, hopefully so. Uh, unfortunately, one thing was not spared uh, over the weekend, and we have to pay homage to... Mm-hmm. Really a really uh, iconic place in New York, one of the iconic uh, sports bars of all time in Foley's, which was announced on Friday that they will not be reopening. And I know that this is sort of a regional thing. There's a lot of you who are watching who don't even live in this country. You probably, maybe you live in North Dakota or Montana and you have no idea what we're talking about. So I'm not going to speak to you like you know. I'm going to speak to you like you don't know. Uh, Foley's is a bar essentially in midtown Manhattan that is homage to sports and baseball in a very big way. It has thousands and thousands of baseballs signed by all kinds of Major League Baseball players and people around the game who have visited the bar. And the walls and the ceilings have baseball and basketball. And it just was a really popular Irish pub meeting place that sports fans could go to. And a lot of iconic players would go to as well mm-hmm. just to see the sort of memorabilia. Sports writers, too. Well, it was a big hub there. for sports writers, yeah. too, at the time. And, and of course, it was our traditional post-tout wars in the fantasy community after the drafts were over. Everybody would go over to Foley's. And if you won tout the year before, your face was on Foley's money. And you got to use that. So Mine was on the change. Yours was on the change. You had the yeah. nickel. Yeah, the wooden nickel was the Craig. That was it. I had the. By the way, nickel. that's now going for seven hundred dollars on eBay. I don't know if anybody <laughs> have to get it graded. Do a story on nickels. You have to get it graded. That, I, we could do a whole thing on coins too. I could. No, do it. believe it or not, I could. I no, could I believe I'm it. I'm not gonna. I believe I it, and I'm saying no. Please. I used to be please. very big in the coins. But this, this, this is. I again, this is a. There's gonna be a lot of businesses that close up in New York, and I know uh, New York is targeting a June eighth reopening, so that's good news there. But. Not every business is going to make it through, and Foley's is one of those places. Again, it's iconic in the fantasy baseball community, iconic in the New York baseball community. So if you're a New York baseball fan, you know about Foley's. So it was kind of surprising news. Lenny Melnick told me this morning, and then I saw it, uh, saw the post on Facebook uh, right before he came on. So I'm not sure how you heard, or you heard it on social media too, or oh, someone. I saw the uh, Sean, the owner, on Twitter posted. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. Um, I don't know. I mean, we all have a lot of memories there of having cocktails after a lot of drafts and uh, talking baseball. It was, a, it was a, some fun memories there. It's one of those community places, and it's kind of sad. And uh, maybe the the end of an era? Is it the end of the live draft era in fantasy for some of these expert drafts, or at least you temporarily? Know, not, not impossible. In fact, you know, we're talking about it a little bit, and my comment was, and, you know, maybe they'll get mad at me or whatever. But, uh, you know, my comment was I think that Tout Wards needs to start evolving and evolve quickly to figure out, um, 
you know, something to get a little bit more progressive and stay more relevant. Well, considering I fought for five years to get a points league in there, <laughs> and then last year, the first year they did it, and I gave, I handed them a point system, and then they they created their own anyway, and a whole weird system where hitting yeah, versus I, I just, like let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's help people. You're right. I think if you're not if you're not trying to evolve with the times, it's kind of like in the NFL too. Like in the in the fantasy football leagues, you see superflex expert leagues popping up. You see IDP uh, expert leagues popping up, and like let's help people because there's it, more. I mean, things. it's not really about the league. It's like it's like the one time of the year that that everyone's getting together as mm -hmm. a community to draft baseball, and we start off by all traveling to where it's 30 degrees in a fishbowl at a radio station. Like, there's got to be something better than that. I mean, it, 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 it has to be... Well, I mean, labor's not there. Labor's been out in Florida, right? And, 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 they, and that is done correctly. It should be at a spring location. I mean, I, I could go into... Listen, we tried. We had it at a ballpark once, but, you know, that was... Fra it wasn't well, it was a ballpark in New York. And <laughs> I mean, it was listen, cold, but... I, there's a lot of great people who are running it. If, yeah. if they want my help, great. If not, great too. I'll still participate because I appreciate the camaraderie, but the reality is, got to evolve. We'll be back with more fantasy sports today, right after. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. And welcome back to our weekend edition of Fantasy Sports Today. And, of course, Joe and I will be right back here on Monday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, hopefully with some more good news like the NBA coming back. But, of course, we handle this day in fantasy sports and our fantasy sports birthdays during the week. So we also do it on the weekend, too. And so uh, for those of you watching on Saturday, May the 30th, wow, congrats. But guess what? If it's not and you're watching Sunday, we got you covered also. The 30th and the 31st, we're closing out the month of May, Joe. We're, we're so full service here. You know, we're so versatile. I'm really proud of us. I, I, I hope we get an award Listen, or something. We're, if the pandemic goes on for another five months, we're going to not only do this, we're going to do fantasy sports uh, weddings, divorces, <laughs> the Craig and, Mish's coin collection. That's going to be a very hot segment. We're into anything, yeah. Oh, got, my I goodness. Got my, good look, investigate. <laughs> like, what? what's happening in that room? This is my, this. My, there was a basketball. My son, my son used this. Uh, for looking at, like, I don't even know what, but I have Burning heard. ants? <laughs> like, what's he doing? <laughs> ants? I just, we'll get funny. into like, it all. People's Everything is in this office. Were you, like, a magician early? Like, when you were a kid, were you one of those kids obsessed with magic? Like, in the sleight no. of hand? Like, no? Because it no, feels like... Because I feel like every time Craig's, like, waiting, and all of a sudden I he's going to be like, is this your card? And he's going to pull it out from behind my ear or something. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, you literally could mention anything, and there's a chance I could probably... <laughs> within 10 seconds show you show it uh, I, you know what all right i'm gonna, gonna call you out on that how about kate upton show me her kate upton <laughs> you're on there <laughs> no i don't know oh my god no, I, married, well Joe. that's disappointing I well <laughs> i would Sorry. think okay. i would think that means she's closer maybe <laughs> i hide her in the office all right here we go this day in fantasy sports history may the 30th 1948, Tommy Lasorda in the minor leagues before he gets called up to the Brooklyn Dodgers. 
Uh, you learn something every day, and I learned this one today. Uh, strikes out 25 guys in a 15-inning minor league game. People forget Tommy Lasorda was a pitcher, and you have to be really good to play in the big leagues, and so naturally he was, and he was actually part of the 1955 World Series champion Brooklyn Dodgers before he became a Dodgers manager much later on. One of the great personalities in baseball history, Tommy Lasorda. All of my uncles from Pennsylvania, my grandmother's brothers, were pretty much all Tommy Lasordas. That's the only way I can describe them. They all had that. They had that same kind of the way that they talked, the way they would tell you a story, the way they would go on and on about something, and yet you, you would think you'd be tired of them, but you never were. They were just amazing personalities, and you just you couldn't wait to see them. You knew it was going to be a show. That's why I love Tommy Lasorda. But this is a great kind of talk about him as a player. Twenty-five strikeouts in fifteen innings. That's that's Never really know. something right there. And like he was, a, I mean, he was a terrific manager. And I, I think we, we've gotten to a place now where managers in baseball, everyone thinks that they are guys that just push buttons and all these things. But baseball is such a long game. And I think what Joe Torre proved to us in his run with the Yankees is baseball is about managing people. And over that long season, players will play to their baseball card for the most part. But how do you manage the the vibe in the room? How do you how do you manage the clubhouse? Yeah. How do you manage the people? And that's you know, they're not just numbers. They're not just stats. They're human beings. And I think Tommy Sorto was one of the great guys at understanding how to cater to the different guys in the locker room, all the crazy people from, you know, from the Rick Dempsey's and Mickey Hatchers of the world to the lunatic intensity, Kirk Gibson's to the guy, to the Fernando Valenzuela's to the guys over in those uh, early uh, late seventies. Pedro teams. Guerrero I mean, got to handle them all. Pedro, he got a handle on every single one of them. Tommy Lasorda, again, great characters in baseball. I miss the characters in baseball. More characters, please. All right. 1970, the baseball all-star game voting is returned to the fans. And there's been debate on that back and forth. We'll save that for another show. <laughs> 1985, Edmonton Oilers win back-to-back -back Stanley Cup championships. This is when Gretzky becomes the great one. 1986, Barry Bonds makes his major league debut. And he's very skinny for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And then in 1998, and we're going to get this documentary coming up soon on ESPN, Mark McGuire hits his 27th home run, which breaks Ken Griffey Jr.'s record for the most home runs before June in Major League Baseball history. But unlike Ken Griffey Jr., Joe, uh, Mark McGuire did double up this number and then some in 1998. Yeah. Uh, McGuire, Bond, Sosa. I know some people have negative stigmas when they think of these players. I don't. I have very positive memories of all of them just doing incredible things and yeah they were superhuman and maybe they were enhanced or they were now maybe about it but i don't know man i mean it was the most fun era to play fantasy baseball and i can tell you that i mean you know when vinnie castilla is hitting 30 home runs a year and you're going man that's kind of a bummer you only hit 35 this year or something like that you remember looking at a guy back in the late 90s early 2000s saying Man, this guy only hit 20 home runs. Oh no, it's kind of kind of dragged out my home runs. Like that's that's a bummer, man. I don't, I don't know. No greenies, no uh, no 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 roids, no HGH. I don't know, man. No Tommy Lasorda. I'm getting a little miserable here. I'm getting depressed. Let's let's talk All about right, something let's move else. On. All Happy right. birthday on May 30th to Gail Sayers, one of the great running backs and Hall of Famers of all time, and certainly. Probably would have been in the top two or three of all time had he not been hurt toward the end of his career. 1965, Billy Donovan, back-to-back -back coaching championships with Oklahoma, uh, excuse me, with the Florida Gators, took the job with the Orlando Magic, and the following week after a press conference decided he didn't want to take the job. It was very weird, but now he's the coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder, if I'm not mistaken. I think I'm right. 1972, Manny Ramirez uh, was born. Of course, great player for a long time, decided at the uh, toward the tail end of his career that 
He wanted to take uh, meds that were for horses and pregnant women, and that didn't work out. Uh, and then <laughs> Matt, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he was clearly. taking something for pregnant horses for all he knew. He had no idea. He, he like, combined the two. He combined he the two. No idea. And then Zach Wheeler, born in 1990, I would have loved to see what Zach Wheeler could have done in a full Major League Baseball season. I think he was one of the players that I was – I don't have him anywhere in fantasy or anything. I just wanted to see, like, maybe he yeah. could get to that next level. Well, especially after the know. back and forth between him and his ex-agent, then uh, Mets general manager, Bernie Van Wagen, and kind of going taking some jabs at each other. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not throwing anybody under the bus for this 80 games. Oh, I'm not. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Give me 2021 and we'll uh and then I'll I'll dive back there in. There we go. All right, this day in fantasy sports for our Sunday show May 31st, uh, 1983, the Sixers sweep the Lakers to win the NBA title and uh and fo fo fo. This was the Moses Malone uh, Yeah, Dr. J Davis too, right? Dr. J yes, and Dr. Moses J Malone. as well. Yes. Uh, 1984, Gerald Henderson, if you close your eyes, you can see this highlight. He steals the ball from James Worthy and then goes on to hit a, a layup, and they win in overtime and win game two of the NBA Finals. Celtics won this one in game seven. Uh, 1991, Pat Riley named head coach of the New York Knicks. The Knicks go on to have their most success in the last 50 years with Pat Riley as the uh, head coach there, certainly, and uh, then ended up leaving the Knicks later on and sent the facts in, which you can't even do anymore. 1999, MLB umpire Frank Pulley, in a game in Miami, uh, used instant replay because Tony La Russa told him to. said, go take a look at the replay. Cliff Floyd, that's not a home run. He didn't hit it. Frank Pulley said, oh, all right. Took a look. Said, nope, not a home run. They put Cliff Floyd on second base. Like, how that ever happened, I have no idea. Literally no idea. There was no instant replay then. Like, But he used it, and that was the first time, Joe, that anybody used it there. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a crazy one. Pat Riley, I remember, that was a seismic move. When he came over to the East Coast and to the Knicks, because the Knicks were already a pretty good basketball team. And I remember the confidence level of every Knicks fan I know just went through the roof when Pat Riley showed up. And they were hyper competitive in all those series, you know, back with the Bulls and everything going on there in the early 90s. We know that. But I also remember everybody's mom having a crush on Pat Riley. Every middle-aged woman just was like, oh, Pat Riley, coach of the – whoa. He was a very – it was a very big deal when Pat Riley was around. You could say every every woman over the age of 35 was very, very, uh, very excited about Pat Riley's uh, showing up at the Garden. So – or whatever that – I don't know if it was the same in South Florida – but like I said, as he a kid, was extremely, yeah. he still is extremely popular. He's known as the Godfather here. He's very, very popular. He's Absolutely. a cool guy. I mean, Pat Riley's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> There's no he way is. about and that. He, and by the way, an unbelievable broadcaster. Like, like as good as there ever was at the NBA. He was fantastic. Uh, and then 2008, this was the beginning of Usain Bolt. He broke the world record in the 100 meter sprint, and of course, Bolt became a DJ. This is true. Later in life, but uh, certainly he had some great Olympics, and essentially. It's probably the fastest, you know, went down as like the fastest man in the world in the Olympics the last 20 years. So you got to love Bolt that his won. name is Bolt, too. I mean, how great is that? I mean, did that whole thing. It's like if my name was like Jimmy Home Run and I was a baseball player, I'm like, that's crazy. You got Pisa Pia. Same thing. <laughs> I know. I mean, what the hell? That's not good. That's a health one, anything, for God's sake. All right. Uh, this day in fantasy sports birthdays. Fantasy sports birthdays for May 31st. Last day in May, 1943, Joe Willie Namath was born. Love Joe Namath. Me Got too. a lot of great stories with Joe Namath. Good things to say about him. 1967, Kenny Lofton, one of the more underrated players in the league, played, unfortunately, in an era where everyone was hitting home runs. If you played in the 80s, guess what? Kenny Lofton in the Hall of Fame. Played in the 90s? Nope, sorry, steroids, you're not in. 1981, Jake Peavy, former Cy Young Award winner with the Padres. We discussed him about a week ago. Nate Robinson, 1984. 
If I'm not mistaken, he won the NBA uh, dunk competition at one point. And then 1985, a name that we will just forget. Like, he never played in the league because that's the NFL for you. you. You could be very anonymous in that league. Jordy Nelson, Jordy number Nelson one wide receiver in fantasy. No. I am telling you, you'll, you will not say the word Jordy Nelson in the next year after today. No I, chance. I said Jordy Nelson already a couple weeks ago. I was having a conversation with somebody about the Packers. Like they haven't been able Listen to, to find me. somebody the else. The next time, time you think Nelson. of Jordy Nelson, I want you to text me. I will text you immediately. But I literally it just have never a conversation happen. about you how the never Packers bring him up again. All right, maybe not, but I did just bring him up last week on a podcast. I, we were talking NFL about players are very anonymous. They come and they go, and you never think about them ever again. <laughs> Jake and, and great players. At the, okay, I'll tell you what. What was the last time you said the name Roddy White? Uh, Roddy White's been a while. And and he was a great player. He was a great player. But I did just say Jordy what? Nelson last week. great player, week. Roddy White. He was. I did just say Jordy Nelson last week for all. Uh, by the way, Jake Peavy, one of my favorite team names. Uh, someone in my league had uh, It Burns When I Peavy, and it was spelled B-Y like Eric Burns and, and Peavy. Both of them were still playing at the same time. I, that's, a, that's a fun name. I, do, do, you, do you like the uh, the stupid names for fancy teams, or you don't go that route? Uh, I, I You're very serious. It's just I, I don't have crazy names. I, I've gone with uh, Mission Impossible. That's pretty good. Um, I've gone with uh, Threat Level Midnight. Mine's only awesome. something with Don Zimmer. Like my, my home league is actually the Don Zimmer Memorial Fantasy Baseball League. Oh, okay. And we called it Memorial before he was dead. And the logo is uh, is a picture of Don Zimmer screaming with a bubble. I'm not dead yet, you bastards. Which <laughs> was always the mascot of the league. And every email I sent out as commissioner of that league was always signed Don Zimmer. And I think there's something to that where you kind of separate yourself as commissioner and make like a character commissioner. I, I, I kind of did it as a joke. And then as the years went on, not only was it expected, but in a way, it kind of made things easier of like, hey, this is all going out there. Make sure you get this in. Make sure you don't forget about that 11 a.m. game in Boston. And it always happens. Set your lineups, you idiots. And all these things, you know, signed Don Zimmer, you know, the uh, the head of the baseball league. So Love Don Zimmer. It's a great uh, idea. One of the great. Uh, here's, here you go. I'm finally going to pull a mish. Look at that. Hey, you got something there. 59 years in baseball. Look at that. Who's that? That's Madden? Don Zimmer. Oh, okay. and Don Zimmer. It's old Don oh, Zimmer. Double Don yeah. Zimmer bobblehead. Wow. That's right. A double, That's a double Zim. A double Zimmer. Exclusive. Usually got to pay double for that action. But what? here, I, I give it to you for free that. on Sports Grid. I'll trade you a purple book. All right. That'll do it for uh, this segment, but not for the show. Tried to get out of here too soon. Nope, we can't leave yet. Coming up next, we've got uh, the latest on the Lance Armstrong documentary. Joe checked this out and has his professional review. We'll have that next. And then a little bit later on, our friend Gray Albright will check in. We'll talk more about what's going on in baseball. Of course, Gray of Razball.com. Don't forget, for those of you who are watching the show live, you can also watch all of our shows on demand on our YouTube channel over at SportsGrid on YouTube and sportsgrid.com. Please like, subscribe, and set on your notifications if you don't mind. We'll be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome 
Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe here with you. You know, the, the TV viewing has picked up over the last couple of weeks. We went through Tiger King, and then we went through The Last Dance. We had a little lull here over the last week or two, but uh, the Space Force is now out on Netflix, and, <laughs> and I'll have a review of that pretty soon. I'll probably end up watching all how many episodes of it oh, very yeah. quickly, but I'm going to definitely check that out. I'm going to watch the uh, the minor league show that Joe told me about. I'm going to check that out as oh, well. Oh, that's great. It's only one. It's like a, it's a movie. So Those that's, are the, that's on my list. It's in my queue. But I got to tell you, I am surprised because sometimes we have to force your hand to watch shows that I would think that you would watch. Like, it's a like the Mandalorian. It took you forever. I don't have. I don't. I don't. And have then meanwhile, you're sitting here and you're like Lance Armstrong. I watched it. I'm like, wow. Okay. Like, it, well, right. what happens is the DVR in my house is set to tape thirty for thirties when they come on. So when I popped, it wasn't like I was planning. I didn't get my popcorn ready to sit and watch the Lance Armstrong thing. It just, it just showed up on my DVR, and I went, all right. Well, let me see what this is. Like and you were behind on Last Dance. Like, but meanwhile, I was. Lance so I was behind on Last Dance out. because of Black Book. Black Book's up now. Life is back. And I didn't watch Mandalorian because, remember, I told you, I said, I'm not going to get January, Disney Plus. January, you said you were going to watch it. I said, I'm not going to get <laughs> I'm not gonna get Disney Plus until school's over because I told the kid, like, no. We got too many services. We got WWE Network. We got uh, stupid Netflix. We got the stupid this. We got stupid, I got, how many of these services? It's just cable with extra steps. That's all this is. It's I'll me. i my password. My hacker has my password anyway. Well, I can get it for free. I just didn't want them always watch, like, just – Disneying it up on me, you know, until the summertime. What else are they doing right now? Well, so, now yeah. they can get it. It's fine. Especially now Hamilton's coming on in a couple of weeks. So they're going to definitely need to see that again for the millionth time. So we'll have to catch, check that out. Where's that coming on? Netflix? Uh, no, Disney Plus, July 3rd. Uh, the original Lin-Manuel Miranda cast is actually going there. They, they had this in the can for a couple of years. They filmed a version of it, of the stage play with him and the original cast, but they held it. They were going to do a theatrical release sometime, I believe, in the fall, and they decided with everything going on, you know what? It's election year. Uh, people are home. Disney decided, hey, you know what? We're going to pay a buttload of money. We're going to put it on here. We're going to get a buttload of subscriptions, and we're going to do it right before July 4th, and I think it's really clever. And for those of you who haven't seen Hamilton, see it. If you don't like musicals, I don't care. See it. It's I have stunningly good. I've seen it twice. I haven't seen it with him. And the original cast, but I did not either. I, yeah. I took my kids to see it. I know you've seen it in person. It is the yes. best piece of theater I've ever seen. And I'm not somebody who loves musicals. Sure, and I'm I somebody who's, theater, yeah. and I, he hates theater. I don't care for musicals. I've seen everything from plays in London, plays in California, plays in New York. I've seen it all. Best piece of theater I've ever seen. But okay, I digress. So, so, Lance, Lance, Ar so Lance Armstrong documentary versus the Jeffrey Epstein on Netflix. Which one? Oh, I don't know. I just heard about that today. So I don't know. I haven't seen that. Have you I watched, watched the that? first episode? I, I told my wife, I think you can finish. I'm out. I'm out. Okay. You, what was that other one about that other killer guy from? Uh, that was really good. You know the one I'm talking don't about? Don't F with cats. That was really good. No, not that. No, no, no. The other guy. Ed the Bundy? guy. No. The, let me finish. The guy, the New York socialite guy. Uh, and he had, he had like a couple wives, and the wives kept dying, and all these things. Uh, I, I can't remember this. Brett, you gotta help me out here. I can't remember. This is a couple years ago. That is chilling, unbelievable. It was a New York socialite guy, and then I can't remember what it was. I think it was on HBO or Showtime. But anyway, that's a really good one too. Um, it's the something, and I can't remember what it is. But anyway, so Lance Armstrong. I started watching this, and I swear to you, I nearly turned it off after the first five minutes. He was so obnoxious in the first five minutes of this documentary. And for me to say that, who's pretty obnoxious in his own right, that's saying something. And I just, 
I said, I can't, I can't stand. Yeah, no, it's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm self-awareness is everything, Craig. I could not believe, I said, I'm going to have to turn this off because this is, I can't even be around this guy. No wonder why people in his sport hate him so much and all these people don't like him. And I, and I kept going with it because I was just, I was more curious about when did it start? How did it start? How rampant was everything? And it was funny because what came to light for me was a very similar path to Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds was the chosen one, the phenom. He came up, he was circling the field. He was better than everybody else. Same thing with Lance Armstrong. He was 16 and winning these championships in Texas. And then he started to go, as soon as he was old enough at 18, he is winning world championships and all these things, right? And he's like 22 years old and he's crushing it, right? Then this EPO kind of thing happened. And the EPO started, which is this whole, you know, red blood cell thing and this this treatment you could have that made you produce red blood cells uh, quicker, which helped you with the biking and the stamina and all the things. And it became rampant. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's falling down the leaderboards and he doesn't know why. He's like, what's, what's going on? What's happening, right? And all I kept thinking about is this is just like Barry Bonds. Uh, a, a guy chosen one, difficult upbringing, some, some difficult things there, some, some real issues as a child both of them and both of them just complete savants, right? Incredible gifted at what they do. And then at one point, all of a sudden there's a, there's a dividing line in their career where the pack goes ahead of them when they're supposed to be in their prime and they're looking around at like what's going on. And that's what I thought was so fascinating about it because that's when he starts doing it and then he starts winning. Then you get the cancer story, and it goes through this first part, the two hours, the first two hours. I know the second two hours, I think, is on this Sunday night. It goes all the way up through the cancer and then all of this. And it got me kind of wondering, too, not just about the scandals and why people cheat and why athletes will push themselves to this thing. And what what makes a great athlete say, it's not enough to be great. If I'm not the best, then it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. And I understand cycling is different. It's not a team sport. It's an individual sport. But – when I was looking through this, Craig, I guess the, the question I the biggest like philosophical question I had was all of those people that were inspired, all those cancer survivors and cancer fighters and all those people and those families, everybody who got onto this Lance Armstrong bandwagon when he beat cancer and he came back and had won the Tour de France several times. Do we do we discount that at all? Do 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 you think that I don't know, do you think those people I guess, was it worth it? Was it worth it all? Because, yeah, even though, like, he ended up kind of shaming his sport or shaming himself or all these things, if you think about the greater good that he did around yes, that, I, I think make that it most people it? would think of that. I, yeah. I live strong, website and all. I, I, I mean, huge, for, huge. for me, I, I look, I, I don't know the logistics of, of the finances and who made what kind of money and and what was really done overall, but I would think that what he accomplished off the bike should be acknowledged. I think without, without a doubt, he shamed himself. Right. But I definitely think that he helped a lot of people and I would not, I would not take that away from him. No. Well, but it's funny, I, mean, I guess, but I don't know. I don't know the logistics. Of well, the do we think he's and... the hero if he's not the winner and he's probably not the winner if he's not back doing EPO and all these other things, but it was so commonplace in the sport, which was so again, sure, kind of like doesn't baseball. Make it right. He got caught, it doesn't right? make it right. It, it it doesn't. But it's it's a it's a fascinating, um, like I said, philosophical questioning that you do in sports. And everybody has their different reasons. Like the Astros had their reasons. And you know, I know when you talk about like the the nineteen nineteen White Sox when you when you read the book Eight Men Out. And for those people who haven't read the book, it's a fantastic book. The movie is also brilliant. But the nineteen nineteen White Sox and that whole scandal, these players were getting screwed by the ownership. 
They were they were getting nickeled and dimed. They weren't getting paid what they were supposed to. The bonuses weren't going out properly. And at a certain point, it's like, hey, we can we can make some money here and maybe set ourselves for a good long time because baseball's not taking care of us and Charlie Comiskey's not taking care of us. I understood that reason for cheating. And and I think of all like the cheating scandals, that one to me, I kind of understand the most because it was more about these guys saying, hey, look, we don't take care of each other here. The the ownership's not going to take care of us. Baseball's not taking care of us. So that one to me, I, I, I always feel like we should get a pass on that one too. Uh, look, it's, it's definitely an interesting topic. I mean, we've talked about steroids in baseball and, and, uh, and PDs in these other sports. Like I'm always an innocent until proven guilty guy. And even though, um, <clears throat> You know, Bonds was never caught. I think that, you know, he was he was guilty of it, but, you know, he was never caught. He was never suspended. And so there is a part of me, and, and as weak as an argument as some people have said, because other people have used it, that's the way I feel about it. I feel like when rules are put in place, if you get caught breaking the rules, at that time it is different than when there were no rules in place. That's just my, my take. I, I don't so, think that's a bad take. I think just that's the way I, I feel about it. I think that's reasonable. Cause if you're not, if you're telling somebody that they can go in and legally purchase something at GNC, right. Which some of these guys were and like, I can go in legally. I don't need a prescription to go buy Andro. Right. You just didn't need that by creatine or all these, some of these things, these guys were on. It's definitely interesting. It's very, like, it's, I mean, like, like, I mean, maybe this is a bad analogy, but it's like, if you're a bank robber, and it's like, it's okay to, to take, you know, you, you've robbed banks your whole entire life and right. they know you did. And and they say, okay, look, you know, you know, we got, you got away with millions. You robbed the bank. Don't do it again. All right. And then you do it again and you get caught. I think the people who got caught <laughs> you're, are guilty. And the ones who didn't, yeah, they still did the wrong thing. Well, you're only guilty. If they were smart enough to stop. <laughs> well, we're disciplined enough to stop. I guess that's maybe, maybe, maybe that's and, it. You know, maybe. it's it's very tempting to want to go out. And and now the other thing that had me thinking was the next part, right? The next part of this where we get the Sosa McGuire stuff coming out in a couple of weeks and the prepping for that. And I'm thinking to myself, it's going to be fantastic for us. Well, but this was like kind of the setup for that because it's the same thing. It's like, here's Lance Armstrong, right? Who was in that LeBron James, Michael, like he was, he is that sport. He was an iconic figure. Everybody in America knew who Lance Armstrong was, knew that name, knew the face, knew everything about, knew the story. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, when's the grace period? When do we do our American thing, which is forgive them. When do we forgive if ever, Marion Jones, when do we forgive uh, the Astro? Like, when do we forgive Sosa McGuire? They gave us all that incredible entertainment. Like you said, at the time, the rules weren't in place. Like, I'm trying to wonder, is there going to be a softening after a lot of these exposés and these deeper dives into these people where we say, yeah, what you did was wrong, but you know what? I don't know if the juice was worth the squeeze, but you know what? There was some incredible moments in sports and we kind of, not justify, they, but, uh, yeah, but it's level it out. I, I don't I don't think... Um, I mean, we're out of time here for the segment, but there's, there are some that will be forgiven and there will be some that will be looked at differently as you're saying. And I think that's well put, but there are others that will not. And, and Paul Merrow is one of them. And I like Rafi. I've had a chance to meet him, interview him, talk to him, but I think it's a travesty. He, He's not. He made man. a huge mistake going on national TV. He made a huge mistake, and 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 it's be it's not because he got caught. It's it, that's why these are all I think case by case situations because Palmero wagged his finger at that council and said no 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 and I didn't do it. I mean it's embarrassing, Joe. Like he lied, like right there, like ah, like he just 
you just you can't do that. You can't. The, the court of public opinion is stronger than the actual court in the United States. It's true. <laughs> you're no, you're right, and it lasts longer. And I don't know when I get. I, you know what? That's a perfect analogy, and I'll leave it on this. I don't know what time served is. I don't know what that equation is. It's, it's not anymore. No one knows. It's 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 public opinion. Some and guys I, are look at A Rod. He's a hero again. Like how did that happen? I mean, how did that happen? A Rod was like a little on Shark Tank. That's why. <laughs> and now he's on Sunday Night Halo, Baseball. He's a hero. It's like and all of a sudden uh, Jeter's not the like guy, and and A Rod is. Like I mean, it's a wacky world we live in. But I know. But I, it's it's all case by case. And, and by the way, the the fun thing about it is for people like us, there's no fact. It's all opinion. It's yeah. just your opinion versus mine, mine versus yours, and ours versus everybody's. And that's that's what makes sports so much fun. All right, coming up next, Gray Albright will join us, and then we'll wrap it up for our weekend edition of the show. This is Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid, our weekend edition, and we're back in just two minutes. Over DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy Sports today, as always, it's Friday. We bring in Gray Albright from Razball and Razball.com. A lot of football tweets I'm seeing lately from uh, Razball as we're still kind of waiting here on the yeah. NFL uh, season. And, and, you know, Gray, for as right as you are uh, on a lot of your fantasy baseball projections, we are going to break. Like, we are like the Cal Ripken of saying next <laughs> week we'll have some clarity on baseball, and we don't. Like, we, we're on some great streak here. So maybe we should say that, you know, next week we'll be back and we'll have nothing for you because that's exactly what we have every single Friday. We were planning on doing a nice, yeah, baseball's back, and we never have it. Never. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, man. We have a, a consecutive day streak of being wrong. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, it's like every single day. There's, I mean, it's, and now that everything that's going on is obviously very frustrating, and I think that you could sense that with me. I'm frustrated, too. I'm sure all baseball fans are frustrated, but I cannot, and I said it last week, I cannot imagine another week that we still don't know if, if they're going to play or not next next Friday. I mean, come on. It's got to end already, one way or the other. Yeah, no, completely. I, I wonder now, uh, you know, because early on I was wondering if it was posturing, but now I wonder if the owners don't come way up from where they are, if the players aren't just like, it's not worth it. Just like, forget it. You don't, we don't need a, you know, like the players already have said, like, you know, the proposal is not good enough. You guys need to figure it out. And that proposal from the MLB took like three to four weeks to get to the players as it was. Like, we don't have so much time. Like the posturing, if it is posturing, needs to either like come to an abrupt halt or it just needs to like subside into actual negotiations. Because as far as I know, there hasn't even been negotiations yet. It's just basically MLB saying like, ah, we'll give you like 30% of your salary. And players being like, that's ridiculous. 
how about you give us like everything we are owed and the owners being like huh new phone who this that's <laughs> the text it's tony clark texting who this to uh to rob manfred see that. And, 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 that, and that's the crazy part about this is that like look i'm i do reporting too and i report on the marlins and other things in major league baseball other teams other players but what's what's crazy is that we're in an age on social media unlike 1994 when there was a strike where every single little detail is coming out and better yet, we don't really know on that Zoom call between Manfred and Tony Clark. I mean, it literally could be those two with maybe one or two other people. Maybe Joe Torre's on there and somebody else from the players' union. And that's it. So we, so and it's and we don't know what they're really saying. So they're playing this game of telephone. They go back and tell the owners, and Clark goes back and he tells like the players and Max Scherzer and that. And then they're the ones that are saying everything. And so we don't really even know the exact nature of those conversations either. We're just getting all the speculation and that's what's driving people crazy. And they should have known better, Gray. They should have known that this was gonna happen. They had to know. Yeah, no, that's definitely right. Because you're in a situation where now everything get played out in the public eye. So it's like, who, even if there is no, uh, you know, even if there is no proposal whatsoever, you could go out onto the internet and be like, yeah, no, they offered us not enough. And, you know, it's the owner's fault why there's no season. Now, that could very well be true, but you could just say anything at this point and go out and be like, yeah, no, uh, the players are totally right and the owners are totally wrong, which is probably the case, but we don't really know exactly. And, and the and the strength of the voices of Major League Baseball, like a Blake Snell, um, like a Max Scherzer, once something is said in this day and age of social media, it blows up. And I talked to Joe about this earlier in the show, Gray. In 1994, when we had a strike, and it was horrible, and it was similar, but here's where it was really different. In 1994, we didn't know what the bleep was going on. And then five o'clock in the afternoon, we turn on ESPN, and this dude Donald Fear would talk about it, and that would be the end of the day. Right. Well, now here. it's all day long with everybody's, you know, and and they, and I don't understand how they didn't know that this was going to happen, even if there is an agreement that happens in a week or two. Look how much bad blood is going back and forth on this thing. Right. Well, and here's the uh, here's an analogy for you, and uh, from Hollywood, like when they had, uh, you know, Michelle Williams was in a movie and she owned, she uh, earned like $100,000. And the lead, which was, uh, I'm blanking on his name. I think it was, was it Brad Pitt? No, I don't know. It was- I don't even know what movie. Yeah, I, <laughs> no, but anyway, <laughs> but the, the point of the story is, okay. she was earning nothing, but once it was known to the public, like once she went public with the fact that she was earning nothing, the studio had the cave and pay her the same as like Matthew McConaughey or whoever it was, you know, because like suddenly there's pressure on the studio to be like, oh, well, we have to pay her the same because now, oh, it was Mark Wahlberg. So now we have to pay her the same as Mark Wahlberg because everyone knows how badly we were ripping her off. Well, the same could be said with baseball because you have all these players who have a lot of clout on social media. So they go out there to their three million followers. But the owners, I don't think, necessarily understand how much. Like, as of right now, I think they're at the point where they're just starting to figure out 
how much clout the players have and how much they're able to move the conversation where the owners it's the influence no move the yeah. conversation. They, yeah, there, there's a reason why they paid the Kardashians a million dollars to send out a tweet. It's influence. Exactly. And, and Peter Angelos and John Henry are not on Twitter going, yo, what up? We got to get it done. <laughs> right. They're not there. Exactly. They're to be found. Yeah, exactly. So if you want bad blood, you know, there's going to be a lot of bad blood towards the owners, which, again, there should be. But Well, the players are saying, Gray, if they opened up their books, they wouldn't. Yeah. people wouldn't like what we would find, which essentially well, tells me that the owners, even in a bad situation, are still trying to maybe potentially make money out of this this year. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like, you... Like, I, I mean, you would know better than I, but I feel like I've never heard a situation where a team hasn't made money. Like, there's no there's no case of like, oh, you know, that, uh, you know, that team was ended up getting sold for less than it was bought. And they never and like it doesn't happen. Right, Portland like sold for a billion dollars. I mean, you know, right? like that's what I'm saying. Like these end on top of all that, like you have a guy like, uh, you know, uh, Fisher, the A's owner, who's worth like $3 billion and he's not paying minor leaguers $400 a week. So then you see that and you're like, well, wait a minute, what, what's going on here? Like if this guy has $3 billion, why can't he pay like minor leaguers $400 a week? So that then becomes part of the cycle, the news cycle of saying like, the players are getting ripped off. <laughs> like even if right. that has nothing. And, and, and the news cycle is all on that side because the owner doesn't talk. Right. And and, right. and that's and the owner is not forced to. But in the day and age in 1994, there was none of the players or the owners right. talking. Only on television at five o'clock in the afternoon, and that's all we got. There was there was no yeah. Twitter. There was no exactly. Facebook, Instagram. There was none of that. Um, you know what I would maintain, Gray, yeah. would is see, that in '94 you would see like Tony Clark. Uh, walk out of a uh, negotiation meeting and be like, oh, yeah, we didn't really get very far. And it would be like a two-second news clip, and, and that, that would be it. it. <laughs> that, would be, that would be the whole now thing. Now it's like every second of every day. We got Trevor <laughs> Bauer was talking about Boris. I mean, where did that even come from? But <laughs> right. my, my take is this. Look, the players certainly, and I've, I've talked to some players recently about it, and I've expressed this to them. They, they have to have a lower expectation from getting paid in full, even though they feel like the owners are finagling. I'm not saying that they, they should take massive pay cuts, but they, they to, to play the season, even on a prorated deal, I think they got to take a little bit less. Well, the yeah. owners, on the other hand, have yeah. to take a massive hit. Oh, and the yeah. owners, in my opinion, Gray, should be philanthropic about this and realize you're making a charity donation, essentially. You're, you're, you're potentially saving the country. You're keeping people in your house. I'm, yes, you're donating from a philanthropic point of view. You don't expect, and, and make no mistake about it, Gray, they would lose money this year. There's no fans. I mean, they're, they're going to lose money this year. And if that number is 10 or 20 million, and you have billions of dollars, seriously, like, it's a donation. Like, you're, it has to be done. And yeah. I don't know that they see it that way. And I guess that's how they got to be so rich. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you have owners who look at it like this is a long term situation where maybe we don't make money necessarily this year. Maybe we, you know, we lose some money, but we gain fans, like especially some of these teams that don't have like the national recognition. Like if you have got if you have like the Jays going against the Rangers or something like on a right. random Monday in at prime time 
time and there's no there's no TV, there's nothing, there's no sporting events, there's nothing else going on, like you may get better ratings and you may be getting fans where you didn't have them before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that definitely could be enhanced. Um, well, we ate up all the time talking about this, but before we go, anything new that you'd like to convey? Any new, anything new on TV? Anything new in life before we go? No, uh, no I don't think so. <laughs> it's the same story, just a different. I don't even know what day it is. I was gonna say, is it Friday? I don't know. Yes, I yeah, think. Uh, nothing's going on with me. I mean, it's the same story. It's it's coronavirus. It's, it's awful. Rough. It is. It it's is. Terrible. It is rough. I mean, I, I guess I, you know, my I went out for a thirty minute. I went out for a thirty minute ride earlier this week, and oh, like all businesses, yeah. I mean, but all these businesses are closed. It's depressing. Like, there's yeah, no a idea. lot of people are losing money and jobs, and it's just like it's not. It's not fun. I mean, honestly, there's very little no, going I, on. No, and my wife said, and I, my wife, I said the other day, like, oh, this is like bad. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I. I She's like, you didn't think it would be like this? I'm like, not really. Like, I, I thought that we'd be locked up for a month or two. But, right. like, there's really, I mean, it feels like we're still going to be having to do this in a couple of more months. And that's not yeah. something that, that I bargained for, which is why we really need, um, we really oh need baseball. We need nice. baseball to get this figured out. I mean, we really. Oh I mean, my God! Really I mean, baseball would earn it would earn so many new fans just from being on because there's nothing. I mean, it's NASCAR's just like NASCAR's numbers, Gray, are the highest they've ever been in the history of NASCAR. Of course. I mean, it's so <laughs> obvious to everyone. Like, if you just come back and just play 30, 82 games, just give us something, please. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, hopefully. Next week will be our resolution toward the 2020 <laughs> fantasy baseball season. Aside from all this reality, thanks again to Gray for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Thanks again to my co-host, Joe Pizzapia. I'm Craig Mish. Uh, don't forget, you can catch our weekend edition of the show with uh, Gray on there as well tomorrow morning uh, and also on Sunday night. That's when we air our replays of fantasy sports today. And our uh, weekend edition is coming up, so make sure you catch that as well. All right, great. Thanks so much again for coming on the show. Appreciate it. That'll do it for our program. Thank you to Danny, Ryan, and Brett for producing our shows during the week. This is our weekend edition of Fantasy Sports Today. Joe and I will be back Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.